0: Welcome to Divorce Devil Number 14. We got Pete on the mic. Welcome back, hey, Pete. 14. Where you been, Pete? Hmm. You've been gone so long.
1: I've been working and growing up like this.
0: Man, we miss you, Pete. Uh-huh. So today we're going to talk about the three parts of a divorce. Before, during, and after. So let's talk about before. When you know it's coming, the train's roaring down the track. Well, I'm going to start. The one thing I tell people that think about going to divorce, exhaust every avenue not to get a divorce. Oh. Exhaust every avenue. Make sure you're sure. Make sure this is what you have to do, that you're going to have no regrets. Because regrets send you down a rabbit hole.
1: Before you go too far, yep. you have to remember there's also the divorce
0: notifications
1: that hit you like a... Like a brick. Like a brick at house. <laughs> or, or like a truck at an intersection that ran a red light. Because oh, that's what happened to me.
0: Oh, yeah. L- like getting punched and punch in the gut. Yeah, yeah. sucker punch. Sucker punch. One
1: minute, everything is fine. Next minute, pop. And you wake up, what happened?
0: So other than the sucker punch and the truck going through the uh, intersection, what are some other things you want to maybe hip our viewers to that could happen or that, that actually happened to you with, without getting too personal and or – Bombacious.
1: Ooh, I think. I think. Hindsight, looking back, uh, you always hear about warning signs. Um, I think there were plenty of warning signs for me, and I could have totally listened to them. But the children complicated it. Yes. It was really. It was really difficult to say she's not as close as she used to be, and oh, what am I going to do about it? Because then, when I did that, I considered the kids. And then I said, well I can't do anything
0: about it because
1: we have kids
0: so what you're saying is don't stay together for the kids that's I know. what I'm hearing
1: and they say that you shouldn't
0: but and it's hard not to I've been on that same road Pete yeah that's a that's a tough road to go down and it's and it's uh, looking back it makes total sense but when you're going through the storm you don't see straight. You, you don't, don't see, see straight at all. You
1: can't think rationally. You
0: want to like save that. anything you can. If, if, if you can hold on to a piece of balsa wood, doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. You know, you'd rather grab onto the two by four, but you got this little piece of balsa wood floating by and you grab it and you're still drowning. So.
1: And for me, a lot of things that I thought about was, well, we're so financially tied together and so dependent on that almost paycheck to paycheck that Neither of us had the resources to jump, although she could have jumped, I guess, earlier doing what she did when she became the driver of that truck. Uh, she could have made that decision earlier, but for some reason or another, I think she was going through the same dilemma um, that, I, you know, why I wouldn't end it. Okay. You know, because the kids, for one, and then um, she was very much... Into uh, she cared what other people thought,
0: and it's scary transitioning into or thinking about going to a whole new reality that you aren't used to, right? You know they talk about that 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 other side, you know, the dark side, and you've never been there. so why would you jump into something that's perfectly not 100 percent great, but it's comfortable and and you're content? You know, maybe the love's not there, but you're content. But, man, you're going to go to a abyss that you have no clue about. Mm-hmm. So,
1: And in her situation, or I guess ours, um, she kept taking um, jobs that would keep her away from the family for sometimes up to a year at a time. And her rationale was always, well, I can't find a job here. I have to go overseas to find a job. And so, so
0: she was slowly pushing away
1: whether she knew it or not yeah i think that was her stopgap solution to trying to find a a way to break while maybe things played out to a condition where she was able to cut that rope
0: so what you're saying to our listeners out there is to listen and see the signs the signs are always there always yeah
1: there was a point where i uh where i had to make a bold move and say i think we're in trouble and we should go see a counselor and the first sign, which should have been a slap in the face, was her saying, no, we don't. A counselor doesn't know our life. They don't know me, so we don't need to go see one. So she wasn't even willing to acknowledge that there was, there was a problem. Even though she knew, she, she really knew that there was.
0: And that's very interesting because in general, men do not seek counseling. I did counseling. And, and you know, I, I'm a firm believer in that when one person gives up, it's over. No matter what the other person does, they can cry, beg, scream, change, win the lottery. Well, that probably changed things. But (laughs) uh, when one other person gives up, it is over. Over.
1: The the, the other part that was a player was the emotions. Uh, Even though I knew we had problems, she was still uh, the lady I fell in love with. And I still cared for her. And so I just said, well... That's what marriage is. You have your ups, you have your downs. I still love her. So you take the good with the bad.
0: So you rationalized it. it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Although I I shouldn't have. I should have said, wow, she doesn't really, she cares more about herself. She doesn't really care about me and and the kids. Uh, So that was really hard to, to deal with. It was that emotional part, that connection where you don't want to go back out there. And even though you could, you said, well, I don't want that club scene. Yeah. And now everyone has made it uh different in that they get online to look.
0: for. Oh, yeah, day. it's a whole different, different world out there. That's another 10 minutes. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but uh, so what other ways can our listeners, I, I wouldn't say protect themselves, um, maybe get ready. Like if they see a divorce coming, what can they do?
1: I think if I could have done it different, I would have first planned a little bit. Definitely. So I could take away the financial part, yep. and then I would have set some lines. I would have made some lines in the sand, where if she would have said, "No, I don't think counselors can ever help, and they don't know me anyway, and it's no good going to a counselor," and I would have said, "You know what? In the next thirty days, if you don't go to a counselor, I think we need to separate for a while." Yeah. And I, I don't know. Maybe that could have helped. Maybe that would have been the work. Or maybe she would have thought, "Oh, um, you're not serious." And I would have said. Oh, you, you can go ahead and test that if you want, but then I would have had my plan B, you know, so I would have been emotionally ready, and there's nothing to say I couldn't have went to a counselor by myself. <laughs> I didn't even think about that until after it was all over.
0: Yeah. but like you said, you know you, you're going to the counselor by yourself, the other person's not going. Mm-hmm. so how do you that's, that's, a, that's a tough sale. like if you got all the answers from the counselor and and the other person is not accepting going to the counselors, how are they they going to accept your answers also?
1: There are also going to be people who will not go to a counselor, don't have the money to pay for a counselor. So I would say to everyone, um, your friends usually see something before you do.
0: Oh, yeah. So oh, listen, to yeah. You,
1: listen to the friends closest to you that you trust and go, hey, this is what's happening. This is what's happening. What do you think? And they, they're not connected to the issue. So yeah. they, they'll tell you
0: right away. But don't listen to the friends that are the crabs in a barrel. Right. Yeah, don't listen down. to those jealous friends <laughs> that try to bring you back into the barrel. Say, hey, hey, girl, here, you girl, you're not going to be happier than me, mm-hmm. so come on back here. You're not going to be happy at all. But your man's kind of cute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so let's transition into going through the divorce. What are some of the things that you wished or that you did that helped you go through it easier? But easier is a real tough word here.
1: Right. For, for me, um, it was, it was, it made it worse because at the time of the divorce, I was in college. So I didn't even have a job. And I kind of panicked because I was, I've been trying to finish my degree for so long, being that I was an older guy. And it was such a great situation where, she was overseas during this time. I was already a full-time student in school. So the time that we would have been spending together, I just threw myself into school taking care of the kids. So as soon as she said um, she wanted to end it, I was, I mean, I had homework assignments, <laughs> research papers, Man. And exams to take.
0: And, and two kids.
1: And two kids. And so what I did was I almost it's almost like the, the, t- any extra time that I had, uh, that what I would spend feeling sorry for myself or feeling depressed or going through that, those terrible emotions that you go through, I pushed that toward trying to find work. And between trying to find work, going to job interviews, trying to keep up with school, you were trying too to take care of the kids, I would live four or five hours of sleep a night exhausted. It was almost just like, you know, just you got that sucker punch, boom, you're out. Yep. Then the alarm woke up and it was pure exhaustion. And I just kept going and going. And then sometimes if I had a chance, I would try to take a nap. Mm-hmm. But you know, naps were supposed to be 20 minutes. Yeah. And I would have passed out for three hours.
0: <laughs> so the fact that you were so busy probably helped, it, helped the process. It, it,
1: it did help. And um, another thing I did was I looked for inspiration. And the only thing available to me right away were. Believe it or not, there's a lot of videos on YouTube that say the things that you need to hear to get through those tough spots. And you know, they kind of uh, make it like um, they put the music behind. You can do this, and the music's playing. And it was kind of almost therapeutic. It's almost
0: watch. like a Rocky thing. Da-da, yeah, da-da. you
1: watch these, and uh, it, and you know, they said things like, "You've been through storms before. You can get through this storm." And it was, it was, you needed. To, and then my friends, I have my friends that I can yep. reach out to, and. They were like, you know, hey, she doesn't know what she's leaving. Uh, I've known you for so many years. You're like the most awesome guy, and you needed to hear stuff like that. And then the other words
0: one, of affirmation.
1: And the other one was church. And once I got involved in church, and I got involved in my recovery workshops, I started to see things differently. And oh, yeah. then it was really time. Time is what helped uh, oh, take the the sharpness off of that.
0: That you were talking about the YouTube videos, you know, it's it's kind of like I compare that to going to a uh, continuing ed program in your uh, niche. Go to a program and everything they say is cool, but you just take little snippets. What works for you and everything on YouTube is cool. But like I said, you take little snippets. that works for you. And YouTube has a lot. You know, I was on there the other day looking at divorce stuff. Doing some research, and man, there's a ton of, dist- of uh, divorce stuff on there—a ton.
1: You know, I never looked at any of the. I I, I looked for keywords like struggling through hard times, mm-hmm. um, letting go of that anger.
0: Uh, my favorite, uh, <laughs> my favorite one, of course, <laughs> that and forgiveness. Ooh, baby.
1: Um, fighting depression. You know, I guess without being diagnosed, I felt like I, you know, as I learned what depression really is, um, I said, "Oh wow, I was going
0: through some of that." That's one of those seven stages of grief, because you know, you know, you have grief because mm-hmm. it's a death, a death of a relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, um, move on to the third one, and the third one kind of coincides with the second one too. You know, post-divorce, you know, there's a, and you know, for me, there was a lot of anger. Uh, A lot of reinventing myself. Um, they tell you don't date right away and some people don't listen. Uh, things like that. What are some of the things that you went through?
1: Um, I think I went through trying to figure out whether or not I had enough room in my life, uh, to, and really strength to start talking to someone. That was, that was difficult because, um, I knew I was broken and I said, well, anyone I talk to now, they're going to be talking to a broken a Broken person. <clears throat> and I said, they don't deserve that. They don't deserve to get any of my angst and my judging, uh, you know, because they're coming in with, in a place where I believe they're ready and they're dating. And all of a sudden they come across me and they're like, oh, they're, he seems like a nice guy. I said, yeah, but I have baggage
0: yeah but and then sometimes deep down inside we kind of compare them to our exes and that's Holy so God. hard not to you know you catch yourself you say man she did that same oops oops! don't don't don't, don't say that oh yeah don't oh she looks like oh she was the same perfume oh don't 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 say that I've never, and that's hard I've
1: never heard anybody talk about it but when you say that it reminds me that there is a checklist that you go through in your head um, where You are in similar situations and that's just how relationships are in similar situations. And X used to do this. And then when that moment approaches and you remember those bad situations, you you, you know, without the other person knowing, she's on an audition and she needs to pass this this. (laughs) test. Fail. There's a there's a, You know You want to tell them Hey there's a fork right now uh, Are you going to take that road yeah. Or are you going to take this road
0: this And road? they don't even know No They they have no clue That they're on a fork And you're just sitting there <laughs> Crickets man Just waiting for them to make And I want to tell you Deep down inside You almost wish They made the wrong move I, I, I hate to say that <laughs> Like like It's almost a no win situation Seriously <laughs> And it's almost like A, a sort of self sabotage yeah. 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 So you want to watch that, folks. And
1: you end up doing it, I think, I want to say, without knowing that you're doing it. Yeah, It's almost, you know, it's happening in your head. But then as soon as
0: she makes the wrong choice. Boom, you're gone. You're like, all you women are the same. (laughs) Where are the good ones at? But it's it's almost like we almost push them to make that choice, though. Deep down inside, you know, they have a choice, but you're almost like. Like nudging with your nose, like a like a mama bear. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you know what they say. Um, tell me if I have these wrong. That you're supposed to wait five to seven years before you get into a relationship.
0: Ah, whatever. I'm sorry. Five or se- five or seven. What years? <laughs> Who said that?
1: I don't know. I it must, it
0: it must be so somebody related here. to Steve Harvey.
1: You get. They said because. Um, What you should be doing in those five to seven years is uh, healing the wounds and rediscovering
0: yourself. So what happened to us?
1: I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) They said, what did they say? And when I say day, it's like every, you know, snippet. I think
0: it was different levels. There was five to seven years, five to seven months. And then there was a couple of psychiatrists that said five to seven days. So they're, they're all different. Yeah. (laughs)
1: One thing that uh, in one of my recovery classes that really struck, you know, stayed in my mind, I found it very, very interesting, but yet true. Uh, There was a lady who said she'd been married, I don't know, it was 25, 30 years. She said her self-identity was the marriage. Everything that she did uh, from waking to going to sleep was the marriage, the relationship, the kids, the house, the PTA. She didn't even work. She said it was all about really him and supporting him and the kids. She became that person that was behind the scenes that did everything without even thinking. And so when he found himself a young honey somewhere and decided to bounce, she was left going.
0: Like she was empty. There was a void. That
1: big piece of why I was doing this. And the kids were gone already. They were grown. So she goes, she woke up one day and she said,
0: who am I? No self-identity.
1: Who, where, yeah. What life do I have now? I'm over 50. And, and what life do I have now? And she would wake up confused, not even being able to take a step outside because she felt she had to do something for some reason inside the house, which would have been making breakfast, yep. getting the kids off to school, uh, helping her husband get his clean clothes, whatever.
0: But now all that's gone.
1: And it was gone.
0: So what do you suggest that person do?
1: Um, well, it goes back to the five to seven years. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but so she's going to have five to seven years or no identity.
1: So what she has to do is write those things down. This is what you read about. OK, you write those things down that help identify who were you before you got married.
0: So and, you can and, become that person again.
1: And what, yeah. And what was happening during the marriage that you were like, oh, I really would have wanted to do that. But the reason you didn't was because of him or because of the house or because of the kids.
0: So why can't you jump into another relationship and identify with that person?
1: You could. <laughs> you could. And But. It, no, no. I, I Here's why you could. You could because I heard. You could tell me if I'm wrong. if Maybe you didn't hear the same thing that there are men and women out there that that is their comfort zone they want to be in a relationship absolutely 100 percent, and they want to go back to what was normal
0: because they don't feel complete
1: yeah they don't feel want they they feel needed even if they're i don't know i'm not going to say the slave in a relationship but if they're the ones that are always putting the other person first and believe me, there's lots of women and men out there that want to be first
0: <laughs> yeah uh-huh.
1: <laughs> they want to be first and they want to be treated a certain way and they want you to be second and they will you know they're called narcissists
0: <laughs> My um, uh, one of my employees, uh, uh, Carrie, she's always told me years ago she said, she or he that loves the least has the most control."
1: What
0: Yeah what? Shout out to Carrie out there. I never heard uh, that. Yeah. But it's think about it though. If you're at least invested, you have nothing to lose. Complete control. Complete. Well, mm. I see that. See the smoke turning you. Uh, that's, that's a, that's very a, profound. that's another podcast. She's a smart lady. Oh, she She is. She is. She's.
1: A, are you allowed to talk about age? Is she experienced or is she so? Still-
0: oh, she's married. You know, those married people. I mean, like
1: is she. When I say experience, she she uh like over forty and mature, and she understands. She's been through it already.
0: She's mature, mature.
1: Okay, so she so she would know. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. I didn't know if it was something
0: uh like a twenty year old. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. She's she's pretty flipping smart. And I hate to say that her head's probably getting really big right now.
1: <laughs> has she been on the pod?
0: Uh, not yet, but I'm gonna get her on oh. here. Thanks, thanks. Oh yeah, she uh, she has a lot of. A lot of information to impart to our listeners.
1: I'm going to listen to that podcast. Oh, yeah.
0: She's she's very smart. That'd be interesting. If I say smart one more time, maybe she'll get on the show. She's very, very smart.
1: Yeah. Oh, and, and then also I meant to, uh, to say about the person who has the five to seven years.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Every time you say that, I just cringe inside. <laughs> That's a long time, man. I'll be like 60.
1: One of the things that they said... <laughs> was um uh, Hey, honey, how you doing? <laughs> yeah. Most of the people don't have the resources to do some of the things that they want to do. One of them is travel. Uh, you always hear, or you look at somebody's bucket list, and they're like, I really always wanted to go to Hawaii. I really always wanted to go to wherever, you know, name the place that makes their heart skip. But they don't have the money for it. And it's even harder if you're a single person still trying to figure out how to pay your bills. Um, so it takes... Sometimes more than a year to save up the money to take your vacation to go help you heal.
0: Uh, but you can still date between?
1: You, you could. You could.
0: Find uh, that person to identify with?
1: The, the, the hard part, <laughs> I think, is if you date too soon, that you're going to uh, find someone who kind of fits the bill for now. And that's
0: so settling. Yes. Oh. <laughs> That's the kind the of. The cuss word. And
1: here's the word. Here's, here's the, the the problem with the settling is, um, you know, we're all mammals, all mm-hmm. right? So your body is telling you, I need to be with someone. I need to, you know, especially now around the holidays, you're going to have Christmas commercials, mm-hmm. everybody hugging by the fireplace, going out to the movies, shopping, and you're like, I need to have someone with me right now. So then here comes along this lady or this guy and you're like okay they'll do for now they're nice enough they don't swear at me
0: <laughs> we can make money on this uh, we could have christmas dates christmas holiday holiday relationships you know they, they just last the holiday get you through the holidays are you lonely in the holidays I call s- us holidayrelationships.com I we have the person for you
1: i saw a valentine <laughs> one
0: valentine's like ho- valentine dates
1: I'd like to share it with you if I could. (laughs) We got uh, just a couple minutes.
0: God, we love when Pete gets on the mic. It's always interesting. I
1: I hope, I hope, I hope I have it. Because when I saw it, I said, I guess guys think alike. I don't know. That's a great idea. Because whoever made this up thinks like you do. Let me see if I can find it. Um, All right, here it goes. It's called Rent Me for V-Day. So, Rent Me for Valentine's Valentine's Day. Day. (laughs) All right. And here's the the pricing list. The guy says he offers different packages. Or this could be a girl. This could be a guy or a girl. Um, I don't know. So, if you want to be in the friend zone, it's $20. (laughs) Uh, The We Dating Zone, $40 includes chocolate.
0: That's a one-time date, right?
1: Yeah. Okay. The romantic dinner, $50, includes photo for Facebook. Uh, dinner with your parents, $60. $80 is if I have to play with your younger siblings. <laughs> the love birds, <laughs> <laughs> the love the bird package is $90, includes holding hands, and if you want a kiss, it's 120 for the package. And the last one is...
0: Is is that ton, No tongue.
1: Um, you know it doesn't say, but I would say she's right, going to want one hundred. You know, you pay. She's going to pay one hundred twenty. She's, she's like, going to me a real kiss.
0: Okay, all right.
1: Okay, and then the oh my god, they are dating package. Right, this is the whole kit and caboodle. Three hundred dollars. Right, we start dating today. You get an album album for Facebook. Kiss in front of friends and family. Update relation status on Facebook to dating. notes. We can keep it for 2 weeks after Valentine's Day. There you go.
0: <laughs> uh, we we go to a sizzler. We're going to we gonna make some money, Pete.
1: You absolutely could.
0: We are going to make some money. The
1: biggest one is the oh, Facebook is god. when they when the relationship status change and they're like, "And you do it." I think it'd be perfect for the holidays cuz that's when everybody's all gushy, right? Oh my god, who is this guy that you met? And you, you know, say whatever you want.
0: Mhm.
1: For two weeks after, that's a, that's a bargain.
0: Wow. Man, my brain's in overdrive right now. And then you could have off-season rates. You know, be you your boyfriend for a week. Yeah. You know, vacation boyfriend. You mm-hmm. know, things like that.
1: The only thing is, I think once you start your business, uh, the volume will be overwhelming. There are a lot.
0: Yeah. Of- <laughs> and the fact that some of those people want the white picket fence, they might cross the line. I know. So it needs to be a safe
1: word. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, you got to have that contract. You're like, here, sign right here. Sign right here. You know, legal and binding. But oh, after this, it's done.
0: Uh, so there- There'll be a checklist. You know, kissing, hugging, groping, dry humping. Yeah, there'll be a, <laughs> a
1: checklist. There will be more women who will want uh, other options. So yeah.
0: you'll have to have to discuss in, that in include private. a checkbox and go from there. Frequency, depth. Yeah. Uh yeah. Wow. <laughs> well we wanna thank Pete for coming by. We're gonna keep this short and maybe broach this subject again. That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta make some, money. make some money. We could do a YouTube channel. We could. Oh yeah. And do sample dates. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Alright, folks out there. Well thank you for listening to us. Pete and I get ready to go have some breakfast. So we'll talk to you later. Bye bye. Bye bye.